and I've been there too. It's like, you know, I'm just going to trust that this situation, and it is about with other people, whether it's people I know or people I don't know yet, but like that it will, uh, you know, it'll work itself out. Right. And that um, you're trusting that the other person is at the end of the day, they're like not conspiring against you. And then of course the, the difficult situations with those, these very rare times when the other person is kind of difficult yeah. and perhaps yeah. conspiring against well, you. Well, when their, when their denominator get... is off, right? Like when the denominator in that equation, that self-centeredness, yeah. that self-servingness, um, you know, yeah. that willingness to throw people under the bus, like all those icky things we all of us have dealt with at different times in our lives, personally and professionally, right? Yeah. When that when that denominator's off, boy, and the, I guess maybe the key to this, Rod, is figuring out where someone is on the denominator. <laughs> where is their denominator yeah. first? And then, what do you think of that? You never thought of that before. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. Thanks for joining us again this week. I think we're on episode 12, which seems kind of remarkable. And this week, we wanted to talk to you guys all about trust. It's such an interesting topic. It's so important, I think, now more than ever before, maybe always, and maybe it just feels that way. And so Rod and I have been noodling it around and talking a little bit about it, and we thought we would talk to you about it as well. So Rod, what would you add into the mix to get us started today? I just want to say, so we started talking about trust after we hit stop last week on our recording or on our episode. And uh, you, you were sharing some ideas around, like trust is something can't know about it it's super important of course i know that's important but some of the ideas that you were sharing was i never really thought of it in the context of how important it is when you think about uh change and like your your own personal journey through change um and so it's i'm really interested to dive into the topic today maybe i'll start this is like um the engineer's point of view on trust because there's a formula involved i'd like if (laughs) Where else would we start, Rod? Where else would we start? I mean, really. So like the, um, because I always sometimes bring uh, the the definition or or my little uh, research ahead of time. So so definition wise, it Mm -hmm. it typically refers to a situation um, between people where one party, one person is the trustor, is like the one giving trust, is willing to rely on the actions of another person. So we're... It, the definitions around one a person having a trust on another person, I think we'll die. I think when we'll get into this, right. we'll dive and we'll expand that idea. But that's kind of the generic way, like not generic, but that's the typical way to think of it. Right. It typically is understood yes. as between two people, right? That there is a, a sense of yes. trust between two. And people. then perhaps right. if we're right, right, right. thinking of our organizational work, it's like okay, maybe you have a trust with a person and and a organization but it's still people so the other i i when i thought about talking about trust my mind went back to so i spent a number of years in my career as a consultant a lot of consultants like to think of you know they you know the pinnacle of consultantness is be consider yourself a trusted advisor to your client it's like right you would always yeah. say this in your performance reviews. Oh, yes, I'm a trusted advisor to such and such. And there's, so there'd be a lot of, there was even a lot of training around it. And a lot of the training is based on a book that um, 
was written in 2000, early 2000, 2001, um, by a guy named David yeah. Meister. And David Meister, actually, he wrote it for any consultant. He wrote a series of books which are really interesting to help you think about professional services, how to organize the professional services, and in this case, how to build the relationships with their clients. And my hunch is this guy, he's an accountant or he's an engineer because in the book, there's a formula to how to get to trust. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm being a math nerd, as we all learned last week. I'm so down with a formula for trust. I'm so okay. into it. So okay, the, here's what's the formula? formula? What is it? You got to picture an equation because there's addition and division. So I'm going to tell you the addition. This is the numerator. <laughs> this is the top part. Add these things together and you get more trust. So add a little bit of credibility. So you have to have credibility. Relates meaning like what you yeah. say you know, you you actually know. like uh, Right. That you yes. are the expert that you yes. say you are, right? Um, yeah. Reliability. That's if you're you're going to sit, you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. If you... You're like, I'm going to do this thing for you. I'll be there for you. Then you are there for the person. Right, right, right. Add So add those two things together with intimacy, meaning like you're, that you can be safe with the person. The person can talk to you about difficult things. They can be yeah. vulnerable. They can say. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. That to me, it's yes. more like vulnerability that you feel, you feel safe to be yes. vulnerable yeah. with that person. Yeah. So yeah, if yeah. you, if you have a, those three things, that's good. That increases the trust. And now in the formula, the de the uh, denominator, the thing that if you have, so if you uh, have this or don't have it, it, it can really like divide and reduce the amount of trust. And that is self-orientation. So if you are, if you have all those things, but you only care about mm -hmm. yourself, then that just uh, eliminates whatever trust that you're building. So you the, it, you need to be so narcissists right. not so good in you the trust to, game exactly right like i mean they may they may fool you at the beginning but then you know no one's if once you know someone's a narcissist yes. you know not to trust them is my easy my simple way of breaking yes. that down that's exactly right and it's the are you outwardly focused on the other person are you willing to do the thing to uh meet the other person's needs and care about them even if it means that for your, like, it's not the best thing for you to do. Like, are, are you willing to stay up all night and, right, and be there right. for the person um, because you care about them? Right. Or in a work context, collaborate when you're maybe like feeling like my day is done. I have no, no more to give. And someone says at five or six o'clock, hey, can mm -hmm. I just give you a quick call? And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to kill me. But yes, because you care about the person and you, you want to help them through whatever it is they're going through. Right. That would yes. be another example in my mind. So it's a pretty decent equation. Credibility plus reliability plus plus intimacy. Yeah. Or vulnerability, how we define it, divided by uh, self-orientation. So if you have more self-oriented, self that reduces the trust that you can build. If you're more outwardly oriented that uh helps build your trustworthiness and so that was my i like to start our conversation off that's perhaps the grounding if we we start thinking about trust um but now leslie i am very curious what were your thoughts after we last last week when we we're saying hey let's talk about trust next week 
what were your immediate thoughts yeah. after that? So I went down a I went down a slightly different path. Go figure. This is where why we love talking yeah. to each other. I think, Rod. But my my take on trust is yes. Obviously, it's it's the trust between two people, right? I mean, like that is the most when we're out in the world. That's the most important thing. I think you and I have that between each other. That's why we can be vulnerable and have these mm-hmm. conversations together, right? Like I was applying that equation to our conversations on Sunday mornings and thinking, yeah, that's a part of why it works, you know. Um, But aside from that, I also think about trust in the context of very much within oneself. So how much do I trust that um, things are going to work out for me versus believe that things perhaps are not, they never, you know, that whole, I never win anything, nothing ever works out the way I want it, like that Mm -hmm. sort of Eeyore mentality. And to me, that gets down to a a sense of, do I have a basic trust in the universe that either, you you know, the, either the universe is, and I say that, you know, you guys know me by now, you know what I mean by that, but like whatever your, whatever your framework for that is, do I think, do I think the energy, the universe, God, whatever around me is um, conspiring with me for things to be better in my life? And do I trust and have faith in that? Or do I think perhaps that maybe, you know, things are on the darker side and I don't have Mm. that trust because I think that the people I know, um, and it's not like everyone goes around and is saying, like, it's not like that's a part of Mm. our everyday language where people say, you know, oh, I have so much trust in the universe today. Um, But you can tell people where they, where there's, they have a strong sense that, Mm. yeah, things are going to work out. Like Mm. it's, it's going to be okay. Um, And, and and versus those people who who really do think that no nothing ever works out nothing is ever good and and it kind of links back to the to the episode we did around Mm self-fulfilling prophecy right like that that inner dialogue that inner voice i think the more we trust that things are going to work out that there is a sense of if we are using all of our superpowers for good to your point around Mm -hmm. the self-centeredness if we're using our superpowers for good um that there is there are elements out there that are conspiring to make us really happy Mm -hmm. and filled with joy and that's that's my understanding of trust in the world is kind of like where am i on that scale today am i tipping towards I trust mm-hmm. things are going to work out for me or am I tipping towards, oh, it's a, it's a gray day yeah. in Leslie land. You know what I mean? And, and I, it's, I'm never 100% in one or the other. I'm always kind of moving between the two, but it's been helpful for me um, in doing this work because I've been thinking about trust for a mm-hmm. while and doing this work in understanding mm-hmm. where I am in a given moment. Because I make de- when you make decisions from one side or the other, holy moly, oh, are yeah. the decisions different and the actions are different, and right? And how you relate to one another is different depending on where you yeah. are on that side of the equation. Yeah, so that's my... That's my take on trust. It's a very internal my relationship with yeah, the universe that I'm in kind of a kind of a feel of it. And then I think that influences other mm-hmm. aspects of trust mm-hmm. in my life. But yeah, that's that's kind of my so take the, I, on actually, it. Actually Well, and I know I was going to ask sorry, you like the you what's go. the in the scenario where there's a feeling of lack of of trust, what do you some of the actions and or feeling like how does that play out then because you were kind of saying that like it it changes then what you do and think about whatever the given situation is so yeah yeah, what does it look like when it's like the lack of trust or where there is trust 
So I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I, and honestly, I'm just sharing this example off the cuff. So it's, um, so I sometimes, I, when I am in the non-trust place, I'm just going to call it that, I have a very strong sense that I don't belong in the world. And so if I go into a store or something, I have this feeling like I just, I don't belong there. And then the interactions I have with people, salespeople, people in the store, da, 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 reflect that mm -hmm. back to me. Like I, like I'm, I receive the message. Yes. No, you do not belong here. Like I, I don't have deep interactions. I don't have, you know, I, I have saucy interactions all the time, but all that sauciness and fun and playfulness mm -hmm. kinds of leans versus when I'm operating in that place of trust, I go into a place and it's more like I'm here and I, you know, it's okay that I'm here. It's good that I'm here. And you know, we're all kind of just in this together. And then my, my interactions, have that sort of playful side and that fun side. And I use a store as an example, but really it's like anywhere in life, even at work, you know, uh, sometimes you'll have a conversation and if you're mm -hmm. in that lack mode, that lack of trust mode, the conversation with the same person goes a completely mm -hmm. different direction than if you're in the trust mode. And then it feels like the conversation mm -hmm. starts to go your way. And it's so interesting because nothing that person hasn't mm -hmm. changed, right? It's not like the person you're talking to mm -hmm. is changing minute by minute. It's only all within you that things are changing. And that's the part that I find really fascinating of the, mm -hmm. of the internal trust work, right? Of, of like, no trusting, I, I do belong here. I do, I do have a right to be here, I, you know, I, and, and it's going to be okay. Uh, it's all mm -hmm. my interactions. It's so true. It actually connects many of the things that we, uh, we have talked about, but not all of them, but like things like the, um, you know, the filter or the lens to which you're interpreting the information around you and how people are, interact with you, depending on how you're, you know, I'll, I'm using all these self uh, bias and individual bias type terms but it's like if you're that if you're primed and you're thinking about going into a situation with a certain lens you're going to be picking up clues that reinforce what you are anticipating and expecting right and um and right. then then that leads to it either just leads to how you interpret the out what's the situation or the outcome or it actually leads to that because then if you go into an a store and interaction and you're kind of hold standoffish well then the other person's going to be like that person's a little bit standoffish right and it uh yeah the, you it's like a vicious circle of action reaction action reaction it's so right and that's why i try and watch it a lot because i i have to be conscious when when an interaction like that happens that is not in my like that does mm -hmm. not reflect my happy place. Uh, I have to really try to figure out like, is that because the, the natural instinct is to say, well, that mm -hmm. person was off. Yeah, but really? <laughs> because more often than not, I find it's it's me and I have such direct yeah. control over that. Um, and but but I do have to be in that place of trusting that I'm in the right place. I'm doing yeah. the right things. I, you know, and and, and trust that the universe is conspiring yeah. to make me joyfully happy. Yeah, it's such a good point. Even yeah. on days it doesn't always I, feel like that. I've never thought of it that <laughs> way, but now when you describe it like that, I can I connect very much with what what you're saying. It is this. There is an element where, and I've been there too. It's like you know, I'm just going to trust that this situation, and it is about with other people, whether it's people I know or people I don't know yet. Yes, but like that, it will. 
uh, you know, it'll work itself out and that um, you're trusting that the other person right. is at the end of the day, they're like not conspiring against you. And then, of course, the, the difficult situation is those these very rare times when the other person is kind of difficult and perhaps conspiring against you but yeah. not to get yeah well when they're when their denominator is off right like yeah when the denominator in that equation that self-centeredness that self-servingness yeah. um you know that willingness to throw people under the bus like all those icky things we all of us have dealt yeah. with at different times in our lives personally and professionally right when that when that denominator's off boy and the, i guess maybe the key to this rod is Figuring out where someone is on yeah. the denominator. <laughs> where is their denominator first? And then, what do you think of no, that? Yeah. I haven't thought of that before. No, I haven't thought of that before. But yeah, it's like so essentially, would you say it's it's be a little active and if you're going into a situation which you're starting to get bad vibes on, ask yourself, is that other person, where are they at on self-orientation? Are they, could they be, could they yeah. want to work with me or are they not going to do that? And if they're not, not then you just put it aside like in the sense like okay this is going to be a non-trusting interaction here right no i haven't thought of that before but yeah it's like so essentially right. would you say it's it's be a little active and if you're going into a situation which you're starting to get bad vibes on ask yourself is that other person where are they at on self-orientation are they, could they be could they want to work with me or they're not going to do that and if they're not not then you just put it aside like in the sense like okay this is going to be a non-trusting interaction here but uh i'm not gonna it's not gonna label every other interaction i have with other people well that's a really great point you raise that just because one interaction with one person and i think we all do this is is bad yeah. or i use quotation marks around that we terribleize and make every other interaction then is going to be terrible because of one interaction being off kilter um but I, I think you're right. I think it's almost you have to we have to evaluate every interaction as it comes and understand that trust based on what that what that interaction with what with that one individual is telling us, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm sure we both know people who have dated in the past. And I mean, I date, I've, I've had some really interesting relationships, which we're never going to do a, a podcast episode on um, <laughs> where, you know, I, I, I really did not listen to that voice. I did not listen to that trust voice in my head and I did not pay mm -hmm. attention to the denominator at all. And uh, but then the trick is, how do you make sure you're not extrapolating and saying well because i've had these experiences with these x number of people it is therefore true for all right like that's another part mm -hmm. to this trust thing is not allowing mm -hmm. a few really crappy situations erode your trust in all situations because that's a, it's mm -hmm. not a fun place to live where you feel like you can't no. trust people like that's that's a pretty if you and i are intent on helping people and, and helping on the happiness front and helping people get through change Trust is such an important thing because it's it's hard yeah. to be happy if you feel like you can't trust yourself and others, I think. Yeah. So totally. Can I let's pivot or not let's can we pivot to even a work scenario slash person scenario change and say, Well, considering this, the what do you do like I'm I what do you do with the when you're trying to change either your your 
helping influence somebody that you're trying to change or in your work situation, you're trying to make a change and you're seeing that it's either you could be on either side of the, the, the change here. You could be trying to make that change happen or you could be receiving the change. And if you're, if you realize that you're resisting it or you're not, or you're, Mm -hmm. you're not going along with it. um, One question to you is, do you think most of the time it's because you don't trust that it's going to go well? And then two is, if if it is trust that's the issue, what do you do uh, about it? Again, on both, let's take it from both perspectives, whether you're initiating the change or the one who's being asked to change. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. So on the first one, like I almost feel like you're asking me, we're talking about is the, is, is the, is the nature of resistance an inherent lack of trust, right? So yeah. is, is, is resistance to change, is that born from a lack of trust? I think that that's probably spot on, Rod, honestly. I mean, you know, we can all think of um, examples, whether again, personally or professionally, where someone is trying to influence change or make change happen, but you know that person has not taken the time to build the relationships, to connect one-on-one with people, to demonstrate that credibility and that and that willingness. I think vulnerability is such an important part of that. And when, when you mm-hmm. have friends and colleagues who where you can see now we'll talk about the numerator, the top part of the equation, but when you when you see that not working, it's almost a recipe for disaster when it comes to actually making change happen. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah. and then I think and so and so I think do you, does that make sense to you, too? Do you see yes, it differently? It totally yeah, yeah. I never yeah. thought of it that way, but I think that's true. So if you're, so if you're receiving the change, I mean, this is the the work context. Now let's go jump over to a personal life. If you're like, and and this connects what you said earlier connects for me in such a powerful way is, I guess we're you, we're saying if you're if you got a, something that you kind of recognize that is a change for you and it's causing a lot of angst and you're resisting it. The question is to ask yourself. The first one is, is it because you don't trust that the thing is going to work out? Like, Hmm. you know how you framed it initially is like, you know, you're not trusting that the universe is going to guide things through for you and it, and have an outcome that works. So, yeah, I think on the personal front, maybe it's a bit different, right? Like I think that there is that component of, one's belief in general that uh that things are going to work out okay for you and that thing right so there's that component but then i also think there's trust in that person who's trying to affect change and i think that in this case almost in the personal environment the denominator the self-centeredness comes into play because Mm -hmm. if i'm asking you to make a change rod and it's like and it's only going to benefit me and it's got nothing to do with helping you in it any way or any like anything that's going to make your life easy of course you're going to resist that right like i mean yeah. like why would you buy into a change that is only going to benefit the other person in an interpersonal relationship like that just kills mm-hmm. the whole vulnerability part vulnerability to me is like understanding that we have to that we have like a there's a shared ability to sort of say, we're going to give and take with each other. We're going to, you know, it's not going to be all about yeah. one person or the other person. And, uh, and so I think those are the, like the real, to me, the real, for me, the really critical parts on the personal side of life. What about for you? What, what, mm-hmm. what's the most important part for you on the personal yeah. side? No, I think it's that, uh, 
I'm going to build on what you're saying there. It's like the, if, so if I, I'm in a spot, I know I need to, you know, I recognize something I, I want to grow through or, and change. I guess the question is, do I think the people around me that I need to be part of that, are they going to help me? Mm. And do they like, will they, have, would they care? Would they, if I have to change something and that means that that other person has to change something, you know, for it to work out. Like if you're in a, a family situation yeah. and you want to start, I don't know, you know, eating in a different way yeah, or that's changing. That's exactly your... where my head went to. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you think that, if you go into that thinking like there's no way that anybody else around me is going to care about me or, or, or want to do anything different to help adapt with this change I need to make. So if you think the other person's self-orientation is going to be not focused towards you, then yeah, you're going to not trust that right. that the things are going to work out as you're trying to make it happen. You're you're actually it's like the preemptive strike of lack of trust, yeah, yeah, or, or the preemptive assumption that there won't be that uh, trust with what you're trying to uh, make happen. Yeah, and it's such a it's a hard balance, right? Because I also do believe in the saying, uh, "Fool me once, shame on." shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me kind of a thing. So I think you've also yeah. got to work with data. So if you're in a, if you're in a relationship oh, with yeah. someone, right. And, and you're like, you're a very trusting person and a very honest person and you're vulnerable and all those wonderful things that we're talking about. And then you find yourself in relationship with a narcissist, whether personally, professionally in a family relationship yeah. where you really, you know, it's harder to escape it than, than in like a dating relationship or whatever, then you've got to let the data guide you as well. Like it's none of this is about being Pollyanna and saying like, Oh, even if I'm in a relationship yeah. with an asshole narcissist, everything's going to work out. Okay. Mm -mm. The decisions yeah. are different then. Then the trust of the universe is looking for signs that are helping you to get out. Right. So You've also yeah. got to go with the data, I think, in this one and not um, yeah. like even this basic sense of trusting the universe. It doesn't mean that we're, we're giving ourselves over in some way and not paying attention to what's going on around us and, and listening mm -hmm. for those signs in that. I think that equation is so powerful, Rod, and it's not just because mm -hmm. I'm a math nerd, but a little bit. <laughs> um, but I think that that equation is so powerful because those are kind of the signs, right? Like that to me are your it can become your signposts of do I feel mm -hmm. comfortable f being vulnerable with that person? They're claiming that they're an expert in X, Y, and Z. Are they really? Did they just read an article yeah. on the interwebs and now they think they're an expert? Like, you know, uh, yeah. we got to, you know, what is that um, trust but verify kind of statement? Like, you still got to use the data, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think that's where the the ongoing... Um challenges and frustrations come and I, i've certainly been there is where you keep going back you don't you have like an ig ignorance is not the right word but you 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 don't consider that information you have a blind spot uh, to it right For and you just keep reason. going back to it yeah 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 we've all we all have yeah. that like we all have that those relationships in our lives where we keep getting the big flashing red signal that says danger 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 and nonetheless, we're like, no, I can fix it. I can make it better. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And that's, you know, that's where maybe a trust in self is like is, you know, maybe that trust in self is a bit misaligned if if it's mm -hmm. bringing us back to that place of wanting to. And I have big giant air quotes fix because as I think we talked mm -hmm. about, I can't remember what episode, but like what it takes to change another person 
and mm -hmm. the answer is you, you really can't. So it's, it's, you know, it is very much an internal yeah. game to me initially. Like it's, it's very much an internal game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and then, you know, the enlightening thing for me from this conversation and uh, diving deeper into thinking about trust is what an important role it does play in that predisposition predispos on you, what you bring to uh, a change, mm -hmm. like whether you're going to, um, and then again, again, on both sides of whatever that changes. So if you're, it's your, you can use this idea to think about how, why you're reacting to a certain situation, why you're resisting it. And then on the other side is you can use the, this model of like, is there trust here with the people we're trying to change? Because if there isn't, then you're going to have a whole different set of work to do. If you're the person you now in a company trying to make a change happen, it's a, it's a completely different plan than if you're, uh, you're actually working with on a basis of trust and, and, and people are there just saying like, I'll, I'm, you know, they'll know that it's going to work out. They know that you're going to do the right thing. So you don't have to convince them of stuff. Yeah. You just then have to show your credibility and your reliability uh, and vulnerability to, in making it happen. Well, it's so, because I, I, I think you're, and, and I think the stakes are high. Like, I, I think that, you know, when I think about organizations right now, so many of them have um, foundations based in purpose and, and making sure that, you know, they're, they're projecting an image of caring about the environment and caring about the community, especially as we come out of COVID, right? Like most organizations mm -hmm. are, are, are saying like, no, we really care about what happens. In our case, we live in Canada to the average Canadian. Um, and so like, and I think that, I think that organizations probably only have one time to get it wrong before that trust is completely eroded. I think in interpersonal mm -hmm. relationships, if there's a mistake or like a, a mishap with trust and you really have that, the elements of the equation in, in balance most of the time, you can talk it through and you can get it sorted. Um, but mm -hmm. I think in organizations, it's, it's a little bit more binary. Mm -hmm. Like as an organization, not individuals in the organization, but as an organization, yeah. I think it's a little bit more binary. Meaning like it, you don't you've got trust a... or you don't like either either okay. either you're living by your credo of we care about the environment we care about the average canadian da 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 da, da oh yeah or yeah or it's shot you know there isn't really a lot of room to to fix that mm -hmm. once that trust once that basic trust has been um mm -hmm. you know messed with or well that's right eroded and, yeah and in, you know it's because if you're on a relate, you know, if it's a person to person relationship, you spend a lot of time talking about it. Right, you've got right. to, you can address it because you can have so much dialogue where you can't have that dialogue organization to individual. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than through like, and don't make fun of me, but I call Twitter the tweetings. Uh, other than through like the tweetings and such, like I think that's why people engage through Twitter with organizations because that feels like the only way you can engage yeah. with that trust model, right? And why reviews are so yeah. big and why all these things that um, are, you know, that, that are just now part of our regular operating model, whatever business you're in, there's some kind of an interface like that. Even on our podcast, mm -hmm. people can write reviews, right? Like, so there's an, yeah. like, there's an element of giving feedback that is always there, but it's not never going to be the same 
as it is in an interpersonal relationship where you can sit the person down and say, hey, you know, like, I, yeah. I don't think this is how you intended this at all. And maybe it's also me because I got my own stuff going on about trust. But this conversation yeah. didn't make me feel so good. You know, like it's that kind of yeah. a, that you can do. You know, we used to be able to lock eyes with one another in person to have those conversations. But even over FaceTime or, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it is, you can you can have that conversation now or in person mm-hmm. if someone's in your bubble. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <sighs> So much to Speaking of talk conversations. about with trust. Yeah. Yes, Rod? Yeah. I, this is really good. It's helped me. Uh, this is one of the things I like so much about our, our chats is that I, it's not just about sharing. It's about learning for me, too. So thank you uh, very much for your all your neat and different ideas. Rod, I'm obsessed with that uh, equation. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I am so going to be walking around with that in my head and using it as a part of my my assessment of whether or not like is it me and the stuff i'm bringing or is it is it something between me and another person like i think that's the that's the big uh, that's the big question for me i'm gonna i'm gonna test it out this week and see what happens i'm so excited yeah i love a good test and learn i'm not gonna lie to you Rod, thank you. It's always so much fun talking to you on uh, Sunday mornings. I really do. I learn so much. I have so much fun. It's so good. Thank you. Likewise. Okay, everybody. I hope you've had a great week and we'll talk to you in a week's time. Yep. Bye. Bye.